0: welcome back to the unanimous decision podcast i am your host d palm follow me on twitter at d palm 66 follow the show on twitter at you pod follow the entire internet network at you guess at the internet network you found us don't you dare lose us. subscribe on itunes subscribe on spotify subscribe everywhere get your podcasts for free 99 we're back everyone had a great thanksgiving i had a lot of family time a lot of uh, too much food delicious food and uh i'd like to welcome everyone to a third annual fuck ohio day uh, i didn't think we'd get three in a row but oh my god we're here so many people to thank um god of course and satan um but yes we are here we are back we're here to talk about r.i.p to the college football season but before we get started we've got our guest today from the three-fifths podcast what up Justin?
1: yes it is uh as we near the end of the college football season we get closer towards my least favorite part of the year which is what has become an annual ritual, the Georgia coronation ceremony, which, I mean, I, I told y'all it was going to happen beginning of the year. They're going to do unspeakable things to Michigan.
0: There's one team I really don't want Georgia to have to see, and we'll talk about when you get in the college football. But I want to talk NFL first, because let's just get it out of the way, because I'll be honest, Justin, Last, this past week's toilet bowl of <laughs> games was saved by two fucking things. Two. The Bills Eagles, which was fantastic. Oh, the and Bills going full Bills? Yes. Oh, mwah. couldn't love it more. And Dolly Parton, reminding everyone she's an American hero, champion national, of childhood literacy. like national no shit. treasure. If you do not know about Dolly Parton and why I am being completely Completely serious. When I tell you she is a national treasure, should probably be on the stamp one day. Like I mean that shit. Yeah. Matter of
1: fact, we're not going to spoil it for you. I mean, we kind of did give it away with the hero of children's literacy. No, seriously,
0: Dolly Parton. Look it up. The word hero isn't enough. Uh, but let's talk about the NFL. You're a Titans fan. I used to be a Falcons fan. The Falcons are five and six and right now would host the Cowboys (laughs) for the first round of the playoffs, which tells you that there are too many playoff games. Justin, do you know what I did before I like did all all the jobs I do now? The first job I had out of college, you know what it was? You were an agent, right? I was a sports agent. Correct. So do you know how NFL contracts are structured? It's really weird. So, however much money's in your contract, up everything. It is paid over the course of the 17, then now 18 week season. You don't get paid for preseason. And you don't get paid for playoff games. Really? You make like 50 grand for winning a Super Bowl. Which means concessions, tickets, TV money. All that money is not included in the football-related revenue in the cba so when you expand the playoffs they're not giving more teams an opportunity they're making more money for themselves this seems like something a union should really get involved in they lost that's why we have 17 <laughs> goddamn games that's i'm so mad like <laughs> i need people to realize that the fact that the falcons would be in the playoffs and hosting a game right now is a net negative for football hey you know how i know it's a negative we had what twelve games of slop on Sunday? Just a mishmash of five and six and four and four. Just ah, look at this, look at this muck.
1: And guess what? America still watched. America ah, is some Give me that Jags Texans.
0: At... They had Which... fourteen different versions of Giants Patriots, <laughs> and we watched.
1: What's that line from the Wire? Hey man, old package same as the new package. It's all weak out here, man. But a fiend is a fiend, and they
0: going to buy it. Look, man, this is ridiculous. Did you watch? Did you stay up and watch Ravens Chargers? I went. They went up 10 to
1: 3. I said, okay, I can comfortably ignore this game.
0: I didn't make it past pregame. <laughs> I realized what was about to happen. I said, no matter what happens, the Chargers are going to blow it. I don't give a shit if. If, if Lamar throws three picks, the Chargers are going to blow it. I woke up this morning refreshed, mind you, and what happened? The Chargers fucking blew it. Like, I don't. So, you know what's by funny? By the way, we're recording this at 5 p.m. on Monday because tonight I'm going to watch professional wrestling to see if Punk's back. And if you watch Vikings Bears, you have a fucking problem.
1: Or well, or you're a gambler. Which, no, that's again,
0: that, was statement. <laughs> that was the problem I meant. That was the problem I meant. Bears and Vikings fans I know are like, I ain't watching this shit. I'm good. Like there's like they they when they've both checked out, you don't have to check in. Like you don't have to watch it. And I know I'm, this is gonna come out after the game, but you didn't have to do that to yourself. You can opt not to watch this shit.
1: Well, a quick thing about Chargers Ravens. You know what's funny about that game? Everything. Well, yes, everything. Do you know who was on the board when the Chargers drafted that wide receiver? I can't even remember his name. I don't think, think he dresses for them.
0: I don't. I, Zay they do Flowers. That's not the follow Chargers drafts.
1: Zay Flowers was on the board right before the Chargers made their pick to not select Zay Flowers, who lit them on fire last night.
0: Um. Yeah. A couple NFL topics. There's been an uptick in big injuries. Jalen Phillips tore his Achilles on Friday, Black Friday game, really stupid game to have, um, but it exists now. And everyone's like, look at the turf. It's eating up these non contact injuries. Justin, has no one pointed to the fact that they added a game? No, no one will point to that. No one's going to say, like, they are playing more football than they have in the past. Like, the next time Joe Burrow's healthy will be the first time Joe Burrow's healthy? Nah,
1: it's fine. Also, so Black Friday game presented by Amazon. Mm -hmm. Jeff Bezos is an evil genius. I'm going to ensure that you are glued to your television and not going outside to shop on Black Friday. Instead, you're going to watch this Amazon game where I just pepper you with ads for Amazon Cyber
0: Monday. Like... I didn't want to. I don't. We're not doing this. This is not like the the D Palm takes on podcast. Why do we assume Bezos is a genius? Like nothing he's done is genius shit. He's like, I can appeal to the worst elements of people, their love of convenience and their desire for immediacy, and I can do so on the backs of the underclass. I I am my fellow mega rich have created. Maybe the word is just evil. Maybe we I just, think take evil out genius. just I'm gonna prey on the worst instincts of man makes you just fucking evil. So that 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 was a weird
1: thing this Friday just watching weird. that game.
0: It's the plan.
1: Yeah. Well, just seeing the plan so blatant, like it's not even they're not even attempting to hide the you know,
0: plan. They're not even they're fucking branding the plan. <laughs> Taylor Smith's Taylor Swift is dating Jason Kelsey. The plan, like I just <laughs> literally like I, the plan is staring
1: you in the face.
0: And when her movie comes to Amazon, and you all say yeah. Deepom was right, I don't want to hear. It. God, I don't want to hear. It. Don't even. It, you know what you saying it to me means? Nothing, because I was right now. When it happens, I'll still be right. You could have just been early with your boy. It's Christmas season because Mariah Carey said so. If so quarterbacks buy stuff for the linemen, right? That's what they're supposed to do. Yes. That's the idea. Right. Two questions. Hypotheticals. If I were a very well-known, some would say Hall of Fame-worthy destined quarterback and I don't know, tore my Achilles four weeks into the season. Do I buy the O-line or four, four plays, excuse me, into the season? Do I buy my online gifts?
1: Uh, if you're not a piece of shit, yes, you do buy them gifts. It's the it's the thought. Like you give gifts out of the spirit of them, not out of the utility that they provide.
0: Counterpoint: Does Sam Howell buy gifts? <laughs> <laughs> Cause like I was ready for that answer. I was like, Justin's gonna give the good person answer, and I've gotta <laughs> undercut him immediately with well, Sam so, Howell. So
1: I. I, I didn't know if you were going to go Sam Howell or if you were going to go Bryce Young, but...
0: Bryce Young, I've got a Tepper thing. We're going to talk about Tepper in a second.
1: <laughs> if you're Sam Howell, you get them gifts. Do you get them Rolexes?
0: No. Maybe you get them, like, cast iron skillets. I think you buy them, like, a mediocre experience. <laughs> like a B-rated zipline. Like, I'm anti-zipline because, honestly, you're just sitting. Um... But, like, what if you take it into, like, a boring Zipline, like, the more boring Zipline? I don't know. I feel like you give them something that they can't, like, exchange for monetary value, that they'll feel – and then you make them do it together or something. Like, we're all going to go to a haunted house next fall. and Like, some guys aren't on the team anymore. I don't know. you got to do something. You've got to give them something. You're right. It's the thought. It's the not the utility. However, some would argue that they've acted hostily towards him now. <laughs> Have they acted hostilely, or are they just bad? Is is there a good answer to
1: that? Well, one implies malice of forethought. The other is just they're bad.
0: But that's malice of ability. It's like, well, then you should step up and let some. you should step aside and let someone else step up. Because clearly you are not, you're not only you're not fit for the job, you desire to pretend to be fit for the job
1: well here's my counterpoint to that they're starting imagine the ones behind them
0: that's a great point point. and sometimes it's financial and sometimes it's it is talent and uh yeah you're not you're right um this mishmash of horrible football should remind everyone of something else i've been super fucking right about justin the red zone is bad and wrong like the channel or the concept the, ch- the concept, the channel, the idea that you'd only watch the touchdowns or the red zone plays to, uh, to interact with football, to me, is bad and wrong because this weekend, congratulations, you've got a whole lot of Falcon Saints. Hope you enjoyed <laughs> it. Oh, no way, the Saints didn't score a goddamn touchdown, which they haven't done twice this year, which happened twice in the 15 years you had Drew Brees. I'm yeah. no longer a Falcons fan, but I'll always be a Saints hater. That's important to be noted. Red Zone was not made, and I actually had this conversation with my dad. Red Zone
1: was not made for for me and you. Red Zone was made for Vegas. Red Zone was made for the parlays, for not not even the fantasy football gambler for the parlay, Again, for the for the over
0: if you are under gambling on Bears Vikings. Seek help. You know when Monday night football was invented? When? You don't you know why?
1: Which incarnation? Like the current ESPN. The, incarnation original or the original concept
0: of one more night of football. I do not. It was for gamblers to chase their bets. <laughs> That's why ratings are so high. It's one of it's only one game. But the idea was the gamblers are gonna chase their bets. They've lost a bunch of money on Sunday, but they think they can win it all back on Monday nights. Yeah. And again, Bears-Vikings, please seek help. This is a toilet bowl weekend, ending with Bears-Vikings and starting somewhere around the, <laughs> the most Jets thing that ever happened in the history of football. <laughs> <I clears throat>
1: when he, so hold on. When he threw it and Javen Holland caught it, I was like, oh, he's going to the house.
0: I said, ain't no fucking way out loud.
1: because how how old are you
0: how
1: old are you I am 36
0: 37 38 yeah I've never seen that (laughs) I've consumed so much football Justin I've never it's never crossed my mind
1: so when you watch it you can actually see the moment the Jets give up
0: except for uh your boy, uh, what was it, my, my receiver's name? Oh, Garrett? Dog, Garrett ran 174 <laughs> yards. They they measured it. Yes. Garrett ran 174 yards because he had to come out of his route to chase down this idiot's fucking mistake, and he almost got there.
1: Yes. Just a reminder that when DK Metcalf hawked down, who was that, Patrick Peterson? Yes. It just makes that that much more impressive.
0: <laughs> like, Garrett will like Garrett is out there doing getting exercise and getting sunlight every week. Like this is ridiculous. Uh so and my question. no one wants to bring up the extra game. Fine. Whatever. So here's
1: my I'm question to the Jets.
0: <laughs> they really
1: thought Aaron Rodgers was going to fix this.
0: He, I don't like to say this he fucking could have the talent on that offense the talent on that offense like give me mid give me middle of the pack starter right now give me someone not not Baker better than Baker Kirk give me a starter who's not currently injured oh right Kirk Cousins is injured um Grop
1: though um nope Brock Purdy
0: You and I think about different things about Brock Purdy, apparently.
1: No, we think the same thing about Brock Purdy. I think he's young Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: This is ridiculous for the record. Gino Smith. Geno Smith on these Jets? If Geno Smith were on the Jets, that's the that is a in this league? The Jets who are the only team to have beaten the Eagles? Because why why would football make sense? (laughs) Why would football make sense? Oh, my God, they're the only team to beat the Eagles. They are. Not just just them. That quarterback's the only quarterback to beat them. Oh. You're right.
1: Maybe because
0: Aaron Rodgers is, if nothing else, competent, and that's all they really need. All they need. Like, let's say the top end wasn't there anymore. Let's say that he was 80% of a player who won the MVP two years ago. Let's say it be sixty-five percent of that. These motherfuckers would be tearing up this league because that defense is real. And what happens at the end of the games? If you see the stats, what happens is they've been on the field for forty-five minutes. <laughs> because one of the counter effects of having a bad offense is your defense is always on the field. Go look at the plays run for these Jets teams. It's not fair. I feel so bad, like legitimately bad for these jet defenders because they're good at football, but they look like they're bad at football because that quarterback and that offense has been deplorable. So do you
1: know in terms of time of possession, who the three worst teams are?
0: Ooh, hold on. Do you have us in front of you right now? I do. Okay. I got really nervous for some reason. Um, the Bears. No. Okay. The Jets. Yes, of course. They're number two. Okay, Jets. Number two, by the way. I'm going to give myself three more guesses. I don't want to do this all day. Um, Let me take a look at the – oh, the Patriots. No. Fuck. Okay, two more guesses. Carolina. No. I'm I'm undone. Uh, I'll just the throw Giants in Tennessee. Away. Who? The Giants in Tennessee. Well, that makes a lot. Those are two teams I legitimately forgot about. Like exactly. And guess what? We forget about them, too. Like, in I, my defense, there's no reason to pay attention to either one of those
1: football teams. I bring that up because you're talking about, you know, having a great defense, but they're on the field all the time. Imagine having an average defense that has to be on the field (laughs) all the
0: time. Okay, I had other topics, but fuck that. How has the Will Levis experience been for you, Justin?
1: I mean, okay, I get what you mean when you say he could be a fun stick oil salesman. Because he is fun. He will throw that thing down the field when he gets the chance. You just never know where it's going to go.
0: But it's going. It's going. Can I also point out something else that you're not going to enjoy me pointing out? Go for it. He beat Florida twice. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did.
0: This is like when I couldn't make fun of, I couldn't hate Cam Newton because the wrong people hated him. So I had to pretend <laughs> I, I liked the guy who played at Auburn and then at Panthers. I had to pretend that I was okay with that. This is where you are now.
1: This, yeah, this is exactly where I am. But you know what? It, In my fandom, if I can accept the Spurs for who they are as just a fun young team that's going to do dumb shit and lose a bunch of games, I can accept the Titans as just a dumb team that's going to do a bunch of dumb shit, but they're going to look fun doing it on occasion.
0: I have no NBA space for me today, but I do have to ask, what are you fucking doing in San Antonio?
1: Oh, okay, so... The
0: TLDR version of Point
1: Sohan, because that's what this is all about. This is all about why are we running Jeremy Sohan as a point guard instead of Trey Jones, as an actual point guard.
0: <laughs> that's the question. Sorry for those. Who, sorry listeners, I was actually mad about this. Is a this is a time when you got a glimpse into real bomb where I was actually mad about this. I need to ask someone who cares. Go so,
1: ahead. Okay, Th- this is what's happening. The Spurs have a young core of four players that cannot exist on the court at the same time unless one of them plays out of position the safest option for them to play out of position is Sohan at the point because one of two things will happen. He'll either be great at it and we have like a Magic johnson as point guard player or he'll suck at it and we just trade Keldon Johnson. That's what that, that's the short version. There's a, a longer diatribe about why we're doing this and why we're not going to stop doing it and what's going to keep happening. Uh, but the short version is De- Devin Vassell uh, Jeremy Sohan, Keldon Johnson, and Victor Webanyama cannot all exist on the court at the same time in their given positions. There's too much overlap there. Keldon and Jeremy play the same position, and there's no way in hell we're putting Vic in center. So, because of those factors, one of them either has to be out of position, or we get rid of one of them. So before we ship Keldon Johnson out of here, we have to see if we can make Jeremy Sohan work as a point guard. And if you can't, then we'll just ship Keldon Johnson out to the Hawks and get our draft picks back. It's no big deal.
0: Stop that. Stop dumping your players (laughs) onto us. Cut it out. It worked for you last time. It's working fine, but they still don't fit right. Hey, that's your problem now. I know it's our problem. That's a player who I've watched for a year and a half like, oh, wait, I get it. I'd have got rid of him too. There's There's no right way to play him. He's good. He's very good. He's just an odd fit on, like, 90% fit. of
1: the teams. <laughs> like, you know who he should play with? The Spurs, actually. He'd be a great fit on us now.
0: Yeah, uh, I was going to say Ant-Man. Oh, God. Oh, God. That'd just be fun as shit. Ant-Man was- needs a running buddy, damn it.
1: And DJ will run with him. DJ no. will run with
0: him. He'll bring the defense that they like up there right now. Like, they're winning because of the defense right now. Yes. All right, so I'm sorry. I should have done this. No more NBA. We're doing NBA another time. NFL, wrapping up the NFL, David Tepper just fired Drake <laughs> Reich, one and 11. And I'll tell everyone, if you fire a coach in year one, that's a reflection on you, not the coach. Yes. This is yes. your fault. Yes. Did you know Urban Meyer got more games? No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Oh, my God, he
1: did. It's absurd. Oh. So, you know Jim Caldwell's on that staff, right?
0: <laughs> no, I didn't know that, to be honest.
1: Jim Caldwell is the is a quarterback consultant on that staff. Guess who's not the interim head coach?
0: Oh, look. They probably asked him, too. <laughs> and he said, nah, I'm good, actually. I've been black my whole life. No thanks. Like, yeah, no, no. Oh, here we go. He's technically a special advisor. Yes. So he's not even technically on the staff. He's just in the orbit of the team. Which is which is also known as the uh, the Nick Saban rehabilitation program. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <but laughs> like I I am worried about who's gonna bring in for the next week. Uh, going, we'll talk about this in a second. But yeah, it's, I'm not excited about that. I am excited. I'm not excited about it. David Tepper is further proof that venture capital money has never improved anything ever. Because making money isn't a skill. It's not. It's just a thing that you look into. If it's a talent, it's a bad one because it makes you think that you're good at everything. Did you know that he, that he was having his coach who's having right come in every week to have a conversation with, the owner, about the things that he thought the coach was doing wrong? You know, all money is a good money. This is a question they asked him in a press conference last week. If you Google it right now, pause the podcast. will be here when you get back. Welcome back. I hope you Googled David Tepper press conference, uh, whatever, uh, Frank Reich meeting, because you watch Frank Reich, like literally eat shit on camera. I really welcome the input of this hedge fund asshole
1: like <laughs> there's maybe one owner left that could get away with that Who? i mean if jerry jones does it what are you going to do
0: oh that's that's not getting away with it that is being indemnified to get to the consequences <laughs> there is Fair. a subtle but <laughs> Oh, oh, you mean oh no, he just wouldn't give a fuck. Oh, def- Oh, you mean Jerry? Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, you, yeah. So you understand my confusion. That's where I was. That's <laughs> I apologize. But now, the, the,
1: and Frank Wright, for all of his faults, is an NFL head coach that has had what some would say a measure of success at one point in his career.
0: If there's one thing that I know Frank Reich can do, it's develop a quarterback. If you decided to draft Bryce Young and pair him with a quarterback whisperer, you give them more time than that. Because, and this is not like, this is widely reported. Tepper made that pick. Bryce Young was a temper decision. Uh, Matt Rule getting more money than God was a temper decision. It could just be that David Tepper is really bad at this. Oh, 100% he's bad at this. But he's good but- at making money, which gives him the confidence to think that he's good at everything, which is how, why VC monies never fix anything. In fact, it's actively ruining college football. We'll talk about that in the back end. First, let's we'll talk about Championship Weekend that was Justin. And I wanted to talk about these things that happened because I had these lists before last week's podcast I didn't record because I was just tired of the five funniest things I'd seen in college football that year, this year. And now, they all got changed. <laughs> Every one of them. Because Championship Weekend is coming, and Rumble Week weekend was hilarious. Outside looking in, glad you asked. First things first. Oh, Colorado. So, you know, I don't like following recruiting news because I don't like to fall around teenagers. I think it's weird. But I do know that he lost two four-stars, a receiver and a quarterback for the 25 class of Colorado. That's not good.
1: Because that's what he's supposed to be good at. He's supposed to be good at getting talent to your school.
0: And this podcast's feelings on Deion Sanders and his contributions to institutions of education is well documented. I'm not going to tell everyone to just Google Google Prime Academy, do the reading, and then listen to the old podcast episodes and leave a five-star review. That will be read on the air if it's through Apple. I'm not going to do all that. That'd be repetitive, even what I will say is he had created this mystique out of an ability to generate attention. And the downside of that ability is that once you use it, we're all watching. It might not go to plan. What I
1: said, so barbershop barbershops talk barbershops have men of a certain age there men of a certain age have an affinity for Deion Sanders so of course I'm getting my haircut early in the year and they're like oh you know what do you think about Deion? I did not feel like having a discussion of my true feelings about Deion being an HBCU grad but I said okay I'll I'll say this Dion in his life has never been a loser he has never been a part of any lo- like any institutional losing He is going to lose at Colorado. He's going to lose a lot. I wonder how he's going to handle that. We saw how we handled that by throwing his offensive line under the bus, and then his only offensive line recruit for that class abandoned him after that. These are not good signs if you are invested in the success of Deion Sanders. Not Colorado, of Deion Sanders because if D, Dion, the whole point you get Dion is that attention economy, and you you parlay that attention economy into getting recruits, into getting talent, because college football, if nothing else, is a talent game. Like, if I could out-talent you, X's and O's can come later. The talent gap in college football between the top and the bottom is so large that if you just have the largest collection of talent, you can figure out the rest. If Dion can't make up the talent gap, You've seen on the field he can't make up the X's and O's gap with the staff he currently has. So then why is he here?
0: So that goes back to my continued belief that he won't be here next year. Next year's the last year. Next year, he'll get him to a bowl game. He'll have announced where he's going after that bowl game, possibly to a team that we're going to discuss later. Um, Which would piss me off beyond belief. I don't want him to go there because it'd make you guys good again. Um, But let's talk about not the upset what dion did dion sold out all six home games for the first time in in uh, in program history dion landed game day they kept bringing fox there the attention economy dion was king until what after the 3-0 start yeah because they ended going down dropping eight of nine But they finished above the projected three and a half. Shador Sanders broke the program single season record uh, for passing yards. But Shador Sanders also required two pain-numbing interjections to get through games and missed the last game with a broken back. So, with that framing and yours provided, Reminding everyone listening that none of this is ever about Colorado, or football, or these kids and their futures and their families, or even his own children. This is about Deion Sanders. And what he'll do after making a bowl game next year is the, the, the tacit endorsement of being in commercials with Nick Saban is that I am on that level. I'm just not where I need to be yet. And there'll be a program, attention starved, star starved, money starved, with an ability to energize a booster base. And 12 months ago, Mike Norvell would be shaking in his fucking boots hearing me say that. But now you're convinced I, they're going to keep this asshole in Florida so they can give this motherfucker the job. I know your tricks. You're not new.
1: So. I don't think there was anyone more upset that Florida State won that game than the Florida State Boosters because they hate Mike Norvell. I know. They they, they cannot stand Mike Norvell. They're like, hey man, we we, we wasted a lot of good capital firing that blackhead coach for you and you're just treading water. And when he gets blown out in a that playoff game because they're going to get blown out because that that's that's just what's going to happen.
0: I need them to win the ACC title so goddamn bad. Who who will stop them from winning the ACC? Louisville is not bad. Oh right,
1: Louisville's in the ACC now, aren't they?
0: It's the championship game.
1: Huh? Yeah. They might. They might not win the ACC. They
0: might fuck this up for me. <laughs> Why well, that? We'll talk about that, my fears that... in a second.
1: Uh, no, your your fear is. That the Florida booster class is going to look at Dion and say, hey, fix this
0: mess. And Dion will say, look what I did with Colorado's resources. Right. Which is which, by the way, viable argument.
1: So here's why I don't think Napier gets fired this year or this year. Ever since Urban, every coach after Urban has gotten three years. McElwain got three years. Muschamp got three years. Mullen got three years.
0: I'm still convinced uh, Champ was a uh, was, was a mole.
1: I mean, I look, I'll hear you out on that one. <laughs>
0: I, I'll
1: I'll entertain that one.
0: He poisoned the water or something. I was, things changed. It's great. I love it, but uh, it's different.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they're going to give Billy one more year, and if he cannot turn it around, a there's no like a top 5 recruiting class won't save it because the it's not just that they're losing games, it's how they're losing games. Lack of discipline, lack of focus, penalties, things that you typically point to coaches and culture about. That's why Florida's losing games. The talent gap whatever, you can you can say well look at the recruits coming in, that'll fix the talent gap. But if you can't address the on the field stuff, like it's not that you're getting out coached, it's that Florida looks undisciplined. Florida looks unorganized. Which is being unco-
0: outcoached, for the record.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if Florida looks like that next he might not make it the full year, but they're going to give him at least until Tennessee.
0: Number four, RIP to the Pac-12. Michael Penix's dedication to the bit to try to throw that goddamn game away Saturday night was the funniest and weirdest thing I've seen all season. In the season where Bo Nix broke the record for most starts in college football history and is going to win a Heisman, and I got to pretend that I'm not the crazy person being like, You, Bo Nix, Auburn's Bo Nix. Like a time traveler showing up today and be like, Wait, 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 Bo Nix? It makes no sense. What is about to happen? It's about to happen because Washington has found this new way to play down to everyone they play, and they're probably going to lose to Oregon in the title game. Another wrench in my plans. I don't want to – we'll talk about that in a second.
1: Yeah. It, it Because you have to give the Heisman to a quarterback, because that's just what the awards become these days. We were going to give it to Caleb Williams, but that's not going to happen because of narrative. Like you said, Michael Phoenix, the Washington just keeps playing down the competition. Bo Nix oregon's winning and he looks
0: competent he anyone competent. That... i'll be fair he looks fucking great however <laughs> why <laughs> we, we've seen
1: that tape though like i i can't wrap my head around watching bo nix be any form of good when i saw him at auburn like i'm i i'm not
0: crazy I know I'm not crazy. You believe me or you're lying eyes. I'll tell you what, Dan Lanning figures something out real fucking fast. Like a little too fast for my liking. I want some investigations, honestly. Something's got to slow this some bitch down. I don't enjoy it. Um, but he'll run roughshod over the Big Ten next year. Dumb fucking realignment. I hate Big. I hate this. Uh, USC. Um, I don't know what they're going to be in this new Big Ten. But I think, think it's not going to be here, but like, oh, well, I've got Michigan is on this list. I bet you can guess where they are. <laughs> um, it's really uncomfortable to think that like, this is how the PAC 12 ended. Like this is it. Just like, like close the curtains. It's done. It's wild. Yep. Right.
1: Yep. And your new PAC 12 leaders are going to be what the re... So how, how, how is that going to work? The Pac-12 dies and then the big 12 picks up the scraps and it's going to be Colorado
0: and SMU and the big 12. Like, eh. No, the Pac-12 is, I think, isn't it, isn't it just Oregon state and who's left? No, no, So the Pac-12, like it's just Oregon state, but then the big, 12 Oregon state the of, state.
1: yeah, the big 12 picked up a bunch of scraps from other conferences. So like the big, oh, the big 12 have, so like, I've, Houston. I was in sorry about that. Yeah. Like it, it, it it just sucks, and this is where I get old and curmudgeon-y. Conferences are supposed to mean something. Like yeah. we before we before we even get to the ridiculous travel wear and tear that's going to be on these kids, because I am in Southern California traveling to Ohio, then Michigan, then Penn it's State. It's
0: all about making money for people who aren't who aren't doing anything. It's disgusting.
1: Yeah, like that. That's gross. And then we just lose, I don't know, I don't like it. I don't like it for a lot of old curmudgeon reasons. I also don't like it again because it is a lot of wearing, t- like, tra- I know people think of travel as just getting on a plane and just, oh, you fly, you're there. It's like, no, it's the prep work before you travel. It's the jumping classes time you're zones. Missing? The classes you're missing. Like, travel does take a toll on the body itself. Especially jumping time zones like that so frequently.
0: Uh next up on the list, number three Davo. Dabo, the funniest man alive. Um <laughs> no, for his final act to like flirt with losing to South Carolina, hilarious. Huh? Hilarious. They came so I wanna know what he said at halftime.
1: I wanna know if he went I would to know if that Nick Saban came out of him
0: no. during that halftime speech. He went Old Testament, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, like Tyler from Spartanburg might have been a plant. I don't know. I don't care. It's a great storyline. I originally, like, there were rumors when I was drawing up this list of things to talk about that he could be a front runner for the AM job. And who? Dog, there was no. I was like. That Ooh. won't happen because the things I wish for never occur. Like <laughs> just like my life doesn't work that way. Then if I wish it it happened, so this is clearly not gonna be damn out of fucking We'll talk God, about my go-go in a second. But I was ready, man. I was like, Oh, please do it. Be an idiot. Go ahead.
1: That would That so was perfect. a life for
0: Clemson, didn't it? He? he can't leave.
1: I okay. In the so, olden days, I would have said yes. But in these well, okay. I take I actually take that back. How do Clemson boosters feel? Because that, that, that's really what determines all of they're this. They're gonna feel determines... great
0: when they're in the playoff every year because there's twelve goddamn teams. Fair. That this is the the real winner of the playoff is every coach who's on that bubble right now to make it the playoff. Because guess what? Like,
1: hey,
0: I, I made a playoff game. You can't fire I'm a me. I made the playoffs. bitch. You can't fire me. I have made a playoff. But but then
1: that becomes well,
0: you made the playoffs, What have you what have you done for me lately? All you got to do is get there for some of these schools. I'm not not talking about your big schools. The mid-majors? Oh, baby. Because let Alabama – Nick Saban,
1: I made a playoff game. And that just staves off the brick through
0: your window. Let Nick miss it again this year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's coming. Like, Saturday's going to be nuts because he may very well be coaching for his job. He he is coaching
1: for his job. And people don't understand – Number two on my list was Bama. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Because after the loss to Texas, Nick Saban heard everyone say, "Why are you guys playing Jaden Milrow?" And he said, "Well, look what happens when I play the other guys. So how about you guys let me coach this team?" Nick
1: Saban like, "Look, I know what I got over here. I'm with these boys every day. You're not."
0: Play the other guys. How much job shut the fuck up? Um, and for it all to culminate with the dumbest ending to an Iron Bowl in my lifetime, including the kick six. This is objectively dumber than the kick six because it involves fourth and goal from the 31-yard line. <laughs> it involves Auburn Seeing the formation, calling timeout, presumably to draw something up. It then involves Auburn sending two and dropping eight. And listener, you're thinking, wow, Palm, that's only 10 players. <laughs> what would that 11th player do when they're on fourth and goal from the 31? Glad you asked, invisible listener. He was a goddamn quarterback spy. You mean the kind of spy that rushes in and makes it throw the ball? No, 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 no. I mean the spy that makes sure he doesn't scramble 31 yards for a touchdown. And that's before we get into the fantastic throw and catch on the Alabama side. That's just the sheer stupidity. The the sheer I apologize. The sheer auburnness that had to occur. It's so Justin, offensively stupid. I watched it happen. and I was like, oh
1: my god. Like just. This- the setup with one how they get to fourth and 31 in the first place all of the dumb shit that had to happen for alabama to get to that point and my my best friend is an auburn fan he was like oh my god we're going to do it oh he I didn't was like, say that word the minute he said that i was like oh no why
0: would you why would you ever oh, have, no. y'all lost 31 to 10 to New mexico state what the fuck are you talking about <laughs>
1: I was like, oh, no. And lo and behold, that.
0: I need you to explain something to me. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you're going to ask me about that play, I got nothing. Because, like, you drop eight. Mm -hmm. Why is he by himself? Like, how do you get one on one? Okay, so let's just do math here. There are five men in a row. In every round, yeah. it's just it's right. the most you put in rounds five. If you're listening at home, formation groupings like eleven, one's a receiving number, one's a sometimes tight end number. The remainder is going to be the other player, the running backs. Just when you hear the groupings on television, you know what you're listening to. Now they've got five out, two on one. That leaves six for four. Two on one more. Leaves four. Like it. They found the open man. There's one guy who had to be single covered, and they found him. Or two guys. And they, like, I don't. The reason they found him is not because of some sort of breakdown on the back end. It's because he had 37 minutes to throw the goddamn football, Justin. Because they rushed two. Two. Yeah. Yeah, not two in a possible, not two in a late rush to fourth the ball. No, just two and a guy whose job I assume was don't let him leave your sight. Like what the? Let's say he scrambles. Let's say he scrambles. Now what? Then there are everyone in coverage. Encumbers- your teammates behind you. They come down because he can't pass anymore, which he learned the previous day. <laughs> The stupidest end to an iron ball. This is way dumber than kick six. This is stupid. This is so. So they ran right the numbers. The last six of these games in, in Tuscaloosa, the score has been Bama 46, Auburn 20. Do you know what the average score for the last six games in Auburn is? What? 28 28. It's the weirdest game, man. Just It's a weird game. It's a weird game with the weirdest team. Auburn's a weird team. But as much fun as number two was. There's only one funniest thing this season. And it is everything. And I do mean everything that has unfurled at Michigan. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, and for the love of God, who are you? And why are you listening to this podcast? Let me remind you. Michigan was accused of filming other teams on the sideline for years, which... Look, I don't know who did what. I do know that the dates for them stopping to lose the games they've been losing happens to coincide with Connor Stoddard and Jordan's staff. <laughs> I did kick off this podcast as the third annual Fuck Ohio podcast, which it is, because fuck Ohio, you sweater-wearing fascists. But that doesn't make Michigan the good guy here. No. It's the less bad guy. It's, it's Freezer versus Broly. Like it's, no one's really winning. But you enjoy seeing one get beat up more you than enjoy You enjoy it. You enjoy the fight. After they discovered this, the Big Ten presidents, got on, or ADs, I guess, got on a call, and were very mad. Because you have to understand this, in the world of college football, everyone hates Michigan. Because... Michigan fans think they're legitimately better than the rest of us. I always say that the calling card of a loser school is our, uh, our academics are better than yours. Well, that's Michigan. It's harder again. That's Michigan. Every guy you ever met from Michigan who went to Michigan and told you he went to Michigan, no, you've met him because he mentioned he went to Michigan. That's why we hate Michigan. And after Jim Harbaugh served his first three-game suspension of the season, he then followed with a subsequent one because, Justin, and this is my favorite part of the unraveling of the Michigan man, why? Michigan said, we're going to go to the courts. We're going to fight this. We're going to file an injunction to stop the suspension. And the NCAA said, here is what the evidence would be. And Jim said, three, huh? Three sounds great. Three games? I'll take a seat. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Now he's out defiant, like, I was never really gone. I was always hearing your hearts and da, 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 da. The shit you got to say when you got to play. Checks, notes, Iowa. Um, But objectively, the funniest thing to come of this season is Michigan. Because, once again, as I've said for the last three years, Michigan beat a team to beat Ohio State. Ohio State built a team to win a national title. <laughs> <And> <laughs> What Michigan will once again find out in short order, your preparations are inadequate. You have not fortified your walls enough. The Raiders are coming, and they wear red and black.
1: I am disgusted.
0: There's nothing you can do. Nothing. Dread it. Run from it. it. We Destiny need three more still. rings to complete this gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> look, and I have turned into the worst Titans sports fan. I'm a cocky piece of shit when it comes to the door. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. You know no, what?
1: As as someone that has hated Georgia my entire life, you've earned
0: this. You you have earned that, this. You meant that to cut me, but it didn't. I thank you. Um, look. I was right about red zone, it's bad. I was right about the playoff, it's bad. I don't know what you would have done in a season like this. There are so um, can I be super real with you as we go into championship weekend and the only rankings that actually matter, the playoffs that come up Tuesday after that. There are two teams I want no part of. Go for it. I don't want to see Texas. Really? I don't want to see Texas. Really? They got the size to be. They've got the. They've got the size up front to be a, to be a problem. Yeah. Okay. I can see that and because this is a Georgia team that does not lead with its defense. Like, I don't know how many, how many games you've watched aside from the one where we did it to you, but this is a team that leads with its offense. The it's team that says, Oh, we're going to go. You've got to score. Like the reason I'm not necessarily worried about the SEC title game is Bama's going to play great defense, but they cannot score enough points to keep up. Yeah. Like good luck. Like Carson Beck's out here spinning. He's the only quarterback in D one to have thrown for over 250 every game this season real damn yeah he's they got bobo spinning the fucking pill this year and they didn't play like half their starters last week and still molly Walked those nerds like it is about to be some shit on saturday and everyone the thing about it is <laughs> i think saving is what three and one against kirby but the one is the last one and that was the national title game
1: yeah.
0: that started the streak because Georgia lost the SEC title game. That's right. That's right. And then we haven't lost since. Any games. <laughs> Zero games.
1: Oh, this sucks so much.
0: And this is. Like none. Like there have. They're, they're some, hey, whoa. It's gotten close. Like, I'm not saying I knew. CJ Stroud was CJ Stroud. But he did that to that Georgia defense last year. I was like, well, guess what? I may have been wrong with the talent level in the Big Ten because this <laughs> motherfucker is a Ginsu knife. I was very unsettled that entire <laughs> afternoon. Like, I did not – after that experience, I was like, I'm really glad he's leaving. CJ Stroud, do not recommend to watch – let him beat up on your team. It's not fun. Whew. I get a flashback.
1: I don't think there's any greater argument for firing Ryan Day than that game. And here, and here's why. I think you, I think we're gonna agree on this one. If C.J. Stroud had someone other than Junior on that team, literally anyone else other than Junior on that team, Junior plus something. So he was not literally running for his life back there.
0: I have two different reasons why you have to fire Ryan Day. One, um. So just close your eyes to me for a second and picture an Ohio State fan, like the meathead, the screaming, the red, the scarlet, all that horse shit. You know what he's yelling? Ryan Day can't ever win this game. Now open your eyes. He's right. (laughs) Because Michigan, they don't just have one coach at Michigan he can't beat. They've now got two. Like he lost to the substitute teacher. He lost to Jim Harbaugh in his living room. Like, The worst person you know who likes Ohio State football is right. Because he says, Ryan Day will never win this game. And I don't think, like, what do we, I wasn't impressed with Ohio State all year. And I think that was still the best game they played all season. And it was still fairly in hand most of the day. Until it wasn't. I don't know what to tell you, man. Like I I'll tell you right now, I do not believe in Michigan. I do not believe in that quarterback. You don't want to take that quarterback out of the north at all. You don't want him to go to Texas. You don't want him to play Texas. You don't want him to play anyone in the SEC. Like, no. You Michigan losing to Iowa could save everyone's lives. Because you don't want them in the playoff again. Well, it's a, hold on. Refresh my memory.
1: How many teams are in the playoff for college this year? Is it eight? Did they finally do the horse? It's four. It's four this
0: year. It's the last okay. year four. They're going straight to twelve next year.
1: Oh, straight to twelve. We're just skipping eight. Yes. So we're just we're just not even pretending. For the to record, care about the
0: kids anymore. No, that was <laughs> we're. Yeah, you're right. I'm not gonna fight. I'm not gonna even begin the joke about pushing back. You're 100 percent right. We're going straight to twelve. It's stupid.
1: Oh, so why are you worried about Texas? They're not getting in. Oh, walk with the me. only way. Walk, walk, all Texas walk with me, sir. Is if...
0: Walk with me, walk with me, sir. Okay. Okay. Florida State loses. Yeah. Oh
1: God. Okay. Texas wins. Okay. Oregon wins. Okay. Michigan would also have
0: to lose. No, Michigan one. Michigan's in. Michigan's beats Iowa. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not concerned with Michigan. Um, there are two teams I am concerned about before I go to my nightmare scenario. They are Oregon and Texas. Those are the teams I am worried about. Oregon, because we played Oregon in Daniel landing's first game last season. It was the first game he ever coached as a head coach, and we beat the dog shit out of him. This is a very different football team. As someone who, who, who was, like, tacitly nervous about the Oregon game and then got really unnervous really fast, I am expressly nervous about playing that team again as Washington is, as they should be, because they're going to get hammered from at them for 60 minutes. Um, Okay. Oregon wins. Florida State loses. Texas wins. Georgia loses.
1: That would put Georgia at the four. Oh, oh, that would be terrible for you. I want this to happen now.
0: See, Georgia might get out. Georgia might not even be in after that. No, they'd still be in. Okay, so do you bump Bama? Because now you're saying Bama would be in because SC SEC Championship, but their only losses against a Texas team who would presumably be in.
1: I could make an argument for Georgia being in over Bama, even if Bama That's beats
0: fair. Georgia. That's right. Let's say what that then. Even if Georgia gets in at that point, I got to deal with Texas or Oregon. No, you got to deal with both because you're going to start with Oregon. Exactly.
1: And then go to Texas. That's I want my this for scenario. You. nightmare scenario no, that, that is, that is my dream games. scenario. I want uh, this to happen now. That's, that's small and petty of you. Yes. Yes, it is. Did you guys that is all up? I have left. Are you guys bowl? No, we're not bowl, up. bowl eligible.
0: You're That's one of the, the reasons football. JMU gets to go to a bowl. So there weren't enough 6 win <laughs> teams this year, and there are too many bowl games. So JMU has – they lost their waiver process all season, but they get to go to the bowl because they didn't – like, it's so stupid. The stupidest sport. <laughs> hey, that, that venture capitalist money, baby. We Speaking of the you... stupidest sport, let's talk about the coaching carousel. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about ones that don't matter. Brady Oak retired, no one cares. Dana Holgerson put one season in the Big 12 and is out. It looks like they're going to be uh, – Houston's going to be uh, looking to be a big dog in the Big 12 now that Texas and Oklahoma are leaving. There's a vacuum at the top there. They're going to be going outside of, I guess, what they've had there, and I kind of applaud them for taking the shot. Dana Holgerson's fine, but he, I what it was OZ this year. Not good, not good. So, yeah, Dana horgerson has got to go. I hope he ends up back in West Virginia just because it's fun. I think he, he looks like a guy who should always be in West Virginia. Um, Duke. Had two very good seasons, but Mike Elko, which means Mike Elko was going to leave. Mike Elko, congratulations on your, let's call it four years from now, buyout from A&M. Very excited for you. Lots <laughs> of money. Generational wealth. Congratulations. Why is that funny? Why are you laughing? That's true. That, that, that just the A&M coaching process. It It is like a sundial. And there's some Johnny come lately, some some guys who found college football this year who are going to say, why can't you win an a and You know they've got all the they got the same talent footprint, they've got boosters who love to lose money, and they've got the coach of their choice. And my answer to you is recorded history. No one's ever won an A&M. I have my thoughts on the reasons. One, they're weird. But there are lots of other reasons. It's in College Station. They're weird. They are weird. Like they're super weird. The Yale captain yeah. thing. It's weird. It's all weird. It's so a cult. even even
1: when Texas was not good,
0: a And M wasn't. Which, for the record, is most of our lives. They made. They won one Big Twelve title ever. Yes, that Vince Young year, baby. Oh, hey, look. It may be the greatest college football. It's in the top three greatest college football seasons of all time. But that's the one.
1: Even when Texas was not being good, Texas A&M was never good. Like, th- think of the best Texas A&M you've ever seen, right? That'd be – that wasn't the Manziel year. Was it the
0: Manziel, Manziel year? No, it wasn't.
1: No, nah, it wasn't the Manziel year. They they won 12 games one year. I want to say they won 12 games one year. Anyway.
0: Oh, wait. What's a better year than the Manziel years?
1: Oh, they had a really weird – I want to say they had a weird year before they joined the SEC where they're like, yeah, we're good, and we're going to be good oh, in the SEC. Oh,
0: oh, the Tannehill year.
1: There we go. That's what it was. The weird Tannehill, Tannehill
0: year. year. I'm not – that's fine. Okay, fine. You're not wrong. That's right. Yeah. They still weren't, like, good. No, it was a weird Tannehill <laughs> The fact that I remember <laughs> it as the weird Tannehill year where they moved Ryan Tannehill to receiver then back to quarterback. Yes. Let's talk about some vacancies that have been filled. Northwestern, they're gonna keep their uh, interim coach David Braun. They fired Pat Fitzgerald because of all the his phasing stuff. He was the school's winningest coach because he told you how hard it was to win there. David Braun went seven and five and made a made a bowl game. Wow. So <laughs> Yeah, not that hard to do. Not that hard to do. Um, And I, this isn't a vacancy. I'm not trying to start any rumors. Do you know what the longest active uh, bowl drought is?
1: Longest active bowl drought. I am going to guess. Longest active bowl drought. Pac-12 school.
0: I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to ask you. Okay. I'm going to give you – There, I have 10 in front of me. I'll give you four guesses to get number one. Okay. Uh, Arizona State? Arizona State is not on the list. Okay,
1: not Arizona State. Uh, Not Houston. SMU. Oh, it's got to be SMU
0: because they were on punishment for, like, forever. SMU went to a bowl very recently. No, I remember SMU. Really? You missed that, not on the list. Uh
1: it's not Vanderbilt, because I know Vanderbilt was in the
0: bowl. Uh wait. Uh, no, it is Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, last the bowl in twenty eighteen, number three on the list, Bowl skid of five years. All right. Uh so we got Vanderbilt.
1: Uh I would have said Duke before what, twenty Mike Elko.
0: Yeah. Build them a statue right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn! I'm I'm drawn. You're good. D- okay, so yeah. going into this season, actually, let's go. Let's let's go ahead and give these guys a big wins. Everyone who already made bowl eligible this year is off the list. Arizona was two last made a bowl in 2017. They're going bowling this year. Georgia Tech was four last made a bowl in 2018. They're going bowling this year. Last time Cal went was 2019, and they're going bowling this year. The number three, like you said, was Vanderbilt. Uh, ahead of that, Stanford been, hasn't been bowling since 2018. Really? The longest really? active bowl skid, which will continue to next year, is Nebraska, who dropped to five and seven this season and have not been to a bowl since 2016. Well, good for you, Matt
1: Rule. Good for you. <laughs> I'm so happy for you.
0: Uh, Jonathan Smith left Ohio- Oregon State to go to the Spartans' job at Michigan State. Nell Tucker, who, buddy, we had that conversation. All right, this is why I brought this up. Michigan State, hired, Jeff Levy. And I want to prepare everyone. Because you're saying, who's Jeff Levy? Cool. He's the offensive of coordinator for Oklahoma. You're laughing for different reasons and I'm about to tell you to laugh. Because you remember Jeff Levy's name, because this season he got in an argument with his head coach because his father-in-law was on the sideline during a game wearing Oklahoma gear. Justin, do you know who his father-in-law is?
1: I do know who his father-in-law is. His father-in-law is one Art
0: So When Art Bryles is on the staff at Mississippi State next year because he's his father-in-law. That's why I opened his hiring with a nice, and hearty, fuck Jeff Levy.
1: Oh, this is such a stupid sport.
0: Jeff Levy, who will be coaching the Iron Bowl, barring the firing, against Lane Kiffin next year?
1: Never before in my life have I needed something so bad and never known it until I received it. Everyone keep your
0: jobs for 12 months. We just need to have this so I can tell a 1,000 jokes during this game. Please. Please. Um, before we get out of here, I do have to do something. Um, I know there are listeners, uh, who do not give a good hairy horse shit about professional wrestling and that's fine. So thank you. I'll be back later on this week with some more stuff. If you do care, I check this off my chest really quickly. Saturday night. I don't know if you know about this Saturday night, WWE had their event survivor series in Chicago. It was fantastic, fantastic final 15 minutes of an event. You leave there, they're running the credits like, oh man, that's how they do it. WWE is back. And then something I thought would never happen, happened again. Living color played. Cult of personality hit in Chicago. CM Punk graphics hit the screens. And I said out loud, he can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> it's okay. At,
1: as a a WWE guy, as a wrestling guy. Yeah. How do you feel like, now that you've had a day or two to marinate on it, how do you actually
0: feel about it? I think it's going to be great. I think it's, I think the business are going to do, they're going to make tons of money. They're going to this is going to the WWE is on a creative and financial hot streak. I think this is only going to continue. It. There are matches out there that I want to see. There's there's a lot of stuff that it's a lot of positive things that are going to happen as a result of it. I'm just sick of the guy. Yeah. And I'm sick of seeing his name. I'm sick of hearing about him. I'm just sick of it. And so. I get it. I'm not, I am not the voice of the fan. I'm not, not, that place went ape shit on Saturday night. Like that place exploded way bigger than it did when it was at the other place for his first, for the first day. It's like, it was, it was booked differently. And I think one of the things in the burgeoning wrestling war between them and AEW is that you take these guys who were star ish in AEW or stars in AEW and you bring them over here and treat them like gods. They're giving Cody Rhodes, the red carpet treatment CM Punk just got a literal magical embrace from his hometown and I think it's a good statement of the to the to the post Endeavor acquired WWE that um, if it makes sense and it makes money they're gonna do it and people are gonna this is a company that fired him on his wedding day man like the fact that this is the thing that's like this can like any bridge can be rebuilt because there's money to be made and because this version of Phil Brooks feels very vindictive about the way things have happened in AEW, and I don't think he wasn't to blame at any point. But things got to a heated head where they could not do what they're about to do in WWE, and that's make business out of personal animosity. And uh, really that's kind of the story of how we got here and how we're going to be here. And Am I going to watch wrestling tonight night because that football game is terrible? Of course I am. Um, am I excited to see what the fuck he says? Yeah, I am. So in other ways, I am the target audience, and it worked. But I, the thing is, it was not built around CM Punk. There were rumors for weeks, and I think the consensus feeling from everyone I was talking to him about this was, wow, as the event ended, like, wow, what a great event, what a great weekend, holy shit, I can't believe what I just watched, and then they threw this on top. And I think that doing that allows it, To be, oh, you're an attraction, you're part of the show, but you're not bigger than this show. Tony Khan was a fan of CM Punk, very famously. Gave him his own fucking show, which is doing horrible ratings because he put on Saturday nights against professional wrestling. And now guess what? The NBA is not going to give up Saturday nights without a fight, guys. There's a lot of inertia out there that you're trying to cut into on a secondary two-hour wrestling program. I don't know. It's a big ask, and we'll see how it works out. But long answer short, I am optimistic for the business. Personally, a little bit sick of him, but obviously excited for what comes next. You feel, It sounds
1: like you feel the way about CM Punk the way I do about Deion Sanders. So when he inevitably takes that Florida job, you know, it'll be good for Florida. It'll be good for business. Uh, I'm just a little sick of the dude.
0: You won't be sick of him the first time you guys beat George. Like, the first time, the first (laughs) time, like, whoever, whoever goes to Florida and beats Georgia, the next player, the next coach to beat Georgia will be a god of Florida. Yes. Which is a testament to, like, how far we've
1: fallen. Like, that's how far (laughs) we've fallen. What used to be an annual occurrence for us is now the mark of sainthood.
0: And the thing is, like, part of me is, like, I wish this had happened when I was a kid because, like, maybe I grew up, maybe my entire personality would be different. I don't know I'd be a different person but like as an adult it feels great like I don't really bask in the Braves wins as a child I don't care but these these wins knowing how much it personally irks not just you but other like as a kid I didn't know many Florida fans I just knew it made me feel bad now I actively have lived a life I've traveled I've lived in the wrong I, my roommate in college one year was a Florida fan and you all get to talk to me for the rest of our lives
1: I want Billy Napier fired today. This conversation, <laughs> this conversation is no. He's got to go. I. I
0: Yeah, no, no, Give him one more year. Give him
1: another
0: chance. The, the he'll joy. Hire, he'll hire, he'll the joy of
1: Georgia. Can no longer be allowed to persist.
0: Hey man, seriously, why are there so many guys in polos on your sideline? the fuck is that? You guys uh, starting <laughs> a bunch of Mormons? You guys knocking on doors after this? What is this? No,
1: there's too many black people on the sidelines for us to be Mormons.
0: Dog, it's like a one-to-one coach to player ratio, <laughs> and you guys are still being assholes. It's fantastic. <laughs> you no, know, no, give another year. It could totally change. He's the entire culture could totally change in a year. it be great. it be great. Yeah, oh, you're not I... getting kicked. You're not getting kicked in the teeth by Mike Norvell uh, and old buddy down in uh in Miami who can't coach but can recruit. Uh, <laughs> they're coming. Didn't you guys lose a player in the portal last year? Because and I quote, "You were broke." Like this is a red alarm. Like if I'm worried, usually like, I'm legitimately like, I made a podcast this season. Justin, and the title was "Make Beating Florida Fun Again." Oh, I remember. I didn't enjoy. I didn't enjoy that game. I barely. I literally barely remember it.
1: I will pack Dion's bags tonight well, if it means. hope
0: you too, because it's lucky just Gucci. Justin, tell them where they can find you, my friend.
1: <laughs> you can find us at the Three Fifths Podcast. You can find me
0: on Twitter at LJ90.
1: You can find me at ADD Space. You can find me. In Gainesville, selecting our next head coach because I look—it can't be this anymore. It, it it just can't. I I can no longer be allowed. Four
0: more years. Four more years. Four more years.
1: It's bad enough that the assholes in Tallahassee actually think that they have a good program now.
0: They're defeated!
1: Through no fault of their own, they tried to be lose. defeated.
0: They're gonna lose to Braum on Saturday, but right now, today, they're undefeated.
1: God, I hate this stupid sport. That and they beat you me.
0: in a stupid way. Like, okay, no, I'm not. I told you I wouldn't do this. I'm not gonna do this. I, your team is very dumb. Um, d-
1: d- dumb and st- yes dumb dumb and stupid and dumb yes
0: dumb and stupid and dumb that is very accurate uh updates on the, on the network we recorded the marvel's uh spoiler review last week so it'll be up on premium very soon uh we're gonna have chris on very shortly on udpod and we're gonna try to get a crew together to do um gaming dead because spider-man 2 is out and it is very and good it's fantastic. And we're going to find a way to make it happen. But that was your show. There is no outro. See you guys next week.